Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And oh my gosh, Gina, and I say this a lot, oh my gosh, but this time I have to say it twice. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Do you know why? Because there are (laughs) multiple people, two in particular, to say oh my gosh about. Two guests that are oh my gosh worthy. totally keep up with us. They're we were really, we were, we were, we were trying to run. Mm-hmm. Gina, we've talked about threesomes before, but this was really a true foursome. And- <laughs> oh my God, these poor people. I mean, it wasn't one, like a, not a literal one, but just a, like a figurative one. Absolutely. Podcast. Foursome. Absolutely. We mm-hmm. are so excited because yes. we are hosting the Are You Waiting for Permission? Yeah. Cool hosts, Meredith Grundy. And Joseph Bennett. Yeah, they were phenomenal. We had the beautiful opportunity to be on their podcast, and it was lovely to have them on our podcast. Oh, I mean, listen, okay, these people, I mean, honestly, (laughs) they made me a little nervous, okay, Uh because we're the corporate gals, Mm -hmm. and they are the epitome of creative geniuses, mm-hmm. Gigi, yeah. geniuses. Yep. That's what we're talking about. In fact, they had <laughs> us, I mean, they had us running and we stopped before we got there because we ran out of breath. Okay. Yeah, so true. Which, <laughs> I mean, I think everyone hopes for. We, we, we ran out of breath? <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. So we were running straight to the closest improv class. Guess what, improv class? Here we come. Here we come. Because Everybody can benefit from an improv class. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are believers of that, even though we didn't quite make it there yet. But we're going to. It's going to happen. Watch out. Tacoma, I know. Seattle, wherever. Meredith, we're going to make people. you, you're going to, we're going to make you proud, Meredith, and just and, kill it in those classes. Oh my gosh. We had the best conversation yeah. with them. They're truly wonderful human beings and they have so much to say. Mm-hmm. And um, they are not only creative, but they're coaches. Yep. They are, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Oh, please, please do. So they are, they're friends. I mean, they're friendship stories. Dear friends. I mean, I got like a tear in my eye oh, in one yeah. of the stories. Okay, yep. so both Meredith and Joseph, they're friends, co-hosts, mm-hmm. actors, improvisers, mm-hmm. and coaches, um, and artists. I know. Absolutely. Meredith lives in New York City and coaches actors and business professionals and presenters to fully engage with their audience and themselves. Mm-hmm. She also offered to come to mm-hmm. some corporate gigs here in town. I know. Love to host I her. Know. Beware. We she might be coming and we're gonna have a night out on the town. Okay. And, and our executives are gonna be doing community theater. There we go. Everybody <laughs> should do community theater. It is, it is a so fun true. thing. And uh, Joseph lives in Mexico and coaches artists and other creative beings and and about the beautiful business of art and life. Mm -hmm. And he's an artist as well. Um, Both of these two people Mm -hmm. are extraordinary. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, you know, you know, it's so fun to sit. I'm sure all of our listeners can can relate. It's so fun to sit with another close, dear set of friends and just hear how they spend their time together, what they appreciate about one another, and the work 
and the, the creation that they're creating through their friendship. So I know that was special for me and hopefully for you, because honestly, I feel very similar to them with regard to our podcast and, and our friendship. And it was just fun to hear and talk with another phenomenal, phenomenal pairing. I love that, Gina. And so to our audience, enjoy. Here we go. Gina. I know. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared. They said they're double trouble. Uh, yes, I know. But and I can tell I'd already. I say it's a foursome. Our first foursome. <laughs> and let's just say it's our first foursome on LOA Uncorked. Mm. Thank God we're explicit. Thank God we're explicit. Exactly. Can we you believe it? so excited about I know. seeing these people today, meeting them. We have, and We have technically met our match. Well, I, I think we're going to lose already because they're oh, no. improv stars, comedians. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, don't we've know. got everything going on. Happiness I coaches. I know. I know. Even I, even mid-afternoon, I'd be in trouble. I know. We're, we'll just try to hang in there. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We're so Excellent. excited. We have two beautiful guests today. Sure. And mm-hmm. our guests are Meredith Grundy mm-hmm. and Joseph Bennett. Yes. And welcome to LOA Uncorked. Both of you. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. They are the hosts of Are You Waiting for Permission? All too often, really. I know. Mm. We spent two minutes with them. I already got the I I got the prescription pad already. I know. Just give yourself permission, Holly. Uh, Yeah. Well, she just writes (laughs) shit for me on a regular basis. Just (laughs) writes stuff and sends me off to the Walgreens and tells me to go get them filled. I love it. Yeah. Scares scares me, but she she already has the pad ready and willing. (laughs) Glad we have professionals who can write a proper prescription. I know, yes, right? Yes, so yes. we're so excited. We're doing a podcast swap. So we're going to be on their podcast, yeah. which we'll put yes. in the notes. Yay. And they are here today with us. Yay. Fantastic. Yay. Well, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thank so you. typically what we start our podcast, just to kind of ground our conversation for today as much as we can, uh, <laughs> given this crazy crew, um, is just if you could, each of you could share a little bit about yourself, your background experience, sort of kind of the key parts of you that have led you to where you are today, what brings you here sitting with us, um, just a little bit of something for our audience to kind of get to know you, and then we'll launch into some questions uh, beyond that. So should okay. we start with Meredith? I see some yes. pointing. I like your voluntold, Meredith, to go first. <laughs> How about that? Ladies first. She knows I always say ladies first. You always ah, say ladies nice. first. You are so... So lovely. Thank you for that, Joseph Bennett. So my quick bio, this is a quick bio. Okay. I'm going to give you the cliff note version. Here we go. (laughs) This is how this all happened. So I have always loved the theater arts, loved it. So I decided to say, Hey, mom and dad, I'm going to be an actor. And of course that was received like, Hmm, okay, cool. What does that mean? And then I didn't really define that for them. I just kept doing what I wanted and I left uh, undergrad and moved to San Francisco and started getting involved in sketch comedy and then doing some weird theater stuff, experimental work. And then I had this member of the sketch comedy group that I was in who was like, I'm going to hightail it to Chicago and learn some improv. And I was like, well, I want to go to Chicago and learn some improv. (laughs) So before I hightailed it to Chicago, I got married to my first husband. And then we drove to Chicago together because I'm like, if you want to be with me, we're going to Chicago. And he said, okay. And then I interned my way through 
Improv Olympic IO, which was awesome, performed there. And then I taught for the second city for four years, teaching improvisation. And I helped find, I was uh, one of the founding members of the uh, youth program, which was super cool. And then from there, I went to graduate school because I was like, you know what? I really love this improv. I really love Chicago, but I really want to roll around on the floor in my sweatpants for two years. And so I went to Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, because not only could I roll around, that's what you do after Second City. You're like, I'm going to go to a Buddhist school. <laughs> it's, 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 so I, I went to a, a Buddhist school and got a, a master's degree in contemporary performance and continued making theater. So I've been creating my own work, working with um, collaborators to create work. I've done a lot of cool projects like immersive theater. I've done a lot of improv, been teaching improv. And all while doing that, I've been working with organizations and teaching improvisation on how to be better communicators and work together more effectively as teams, and also coaching people in public speaking and presentation skills. And uh, kind of took on Tina Fey's uh, philosophy, which is say yes and figure out the rest later. Yeah. And then I jumped in an RV with my family, as you do in your early 40s, uh, <laughs> with a dog and a cat and a husband and a six-year-old. Mm -hmm. And it was a 40-foot RV. Do not recommend getting a 40-foot <laughs> RV and then traveling all over the south of the U.S. But we did mm -hmm. and uh, dropped into Mexico to save some moolah <laughs> and... Uh, ended up in San Miguel de Allende, where I had been the year pre two years previously and had met this gorgeous human is, who's in this lovely Zoom room with us right now, Joseph yeah. Bennett, at a micro theater project. We immediately, we locked eyes, we fell in love, mm -hmm. and then I facilitated a workshop for him and his lovely husband, Eli Hans, and uh, it, we have been friends ever since. And that was in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. Then I drove home and then we decided to move to New York City. And so here I am. That's the story. That was the cliff note wow. version. Wow. And Second City, like that's like the top of the heap for improv, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a special time. It was really wonderful to have that wow. opportunity. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And how many years ago did you meet uh, Joseph? I would say we met 2016. I don't know. You do the math. Maybe 2016. 2016, mm -hmm. seven, eight years. Yeah. Wow. The best seven or eight years of my life, Joseph. <laughs> oh, and I divorced that other husband and I'm married to my second one, just to make sure that that was clear so, in the narrative. Yeah, so the RV, 40-foot RV was the, the second husband. That was the second husband. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering that too, Gina. I, know, yeah. I was like, should I ask? I know. You should have. You can totally ask those questions. Yes, I'm yeah. very transparent. Anything. And we just hope that we can keep track of all the relationships we've had. Oh, <laughs> and you know, we have to get to your intro, but I have so many questions. I, know, I was I like, what ha What did your family think about the Buddhist now, what school? Are your parents, the, yes, exactly. I mean, like, I was dying over this story. I was like, what was her parents doing? I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were good. It, oh, they just nodded and smiled a lot. <laughs> I love that. I love and that. The, and my mom was always like, can you please email me what you do? Because it's really hard for me to explain it to my friends. To the friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, over the lunch. The luncheons yeah. are very uh, uncomfortable They're for very mom. important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's very that funny. so true. I love that. Yeah. I love that. 
Well, Joseph, do you want to share about these incredible seven years of Meredith or, and before that time, like Mm -hmm. I have been drunk the whole time. So that has really (laughs) helped a lot. It's been stoned. Um, No, it it has been amazing. And I'm really blessed that one day I was trying to take a nap and I had this idea that I should, and I never use the word should, but I should do a podcast with Meredith. So I came upstairs, found my phone. That's the first miracle that I found my phone because that's always (laughs) difficult. And sent her a text and I'm like, hey, can we chat tonight? She said, yes. We chatted. I said, I have this idea for a podcast. Mm -hmm. She said, yes, immediately. There wasn't even a beat. Neither one of us knew what that was going to look like or how that was going to take shape. And we went back and forth for a couple of weeks with different titles and themes and ideas and concepts. And when we hit on, are you waiting for permission? It really struck a chord with us and with each of our partners, each of our husbands. And we've been running with that ever since. And it's been gorgeous. And it's a guest-based podcast as yours is. And we get to connect with really amazing people and hear their stories of either how they are still waiting for permission and they're looking for that and they're striving for that as we all do in some way, shape or form, or they've already given it to themselves and they're kind of on the other side. Not that to mean that that's final or that they've already achieved something, but they're already on the other side and they're (laughs) trying to live really brave and bold lives. And it's been fantastic, right, Grundai? Oh, it's been really wonderful. Yeah, it's it's been I feel like I've grown a lot through the guests that we've had and have had some really, I mean, just beautiful insights. Yeah, definitely. And as you know, Gina and Holly, it's quite a bit of work, right? Everything that happens behind the scenes of the scheduling and the editing and things, but the rewards are a thousandfold. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah, and I agree more. And uh, do you want to go back and tell us a little bit more about your background, Joseph? We went straight to the yes. podcast, yeah. and I'm like, okay, let's got, hear your cliff note. I'm dying to know. Was there an RV involved? Nothing. Never. Yeah, nothing. you do. Okay, I, am I? Am, I'm gonna. Yes, you have a I'm lot. I'm a gray-haired are, old gay guy are, living in central no. Mexico. You are with not. an amazing husband, Eli Hans. I am an improviser and hypnotherapist and coach. And I'm an artist. I've been doing assemblage art. If you know what that is, that's using found objects, mixed media work to create assemblages or sculptures. And I love where I live. I'm thrilled that I ran away from home like 13 years ago, born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware, and then traveled across the country in search of warmth and found San Diego, California. And that is where I met and married my husband on the same day. We had a prearranged marriage. Talk about the law of attraction. Oh my wow. gosh. Oh, um, no. I and that was that like story. 22 <laughs> it's a years good one. ago. Yeah. So that's wow. me. Happy okay, to be here and excited to get to know you both as well. I love it. Okay, like they, Holly they, stuck on that. We, we cannot keep we, yeah, we can't move forward. We are the law of attraction, yes. making conscious creation a lifestyle. So correct. Was that consciously created, your husband? Yes. Of, of your dreams, yeah. So on June 23rd, he sat down and did a meditation about what kind of relationship he wanted to create. He had been single for five years. He lost his former partner very tragically, and he wrote everything out. He got the feeling, which is really important for our listeners, right? Mm -hmm. The feeling of what he wanted to create. He wrote it all down. He dated it, put it away. 30 days later, at Gay Pride in San Diego, California, in Balboa Park, 
there was a mass commitment ceremony. So there were a bunch of couples that were symbolically marrying each other. It wasn't legal yet. And there were 100,000 people. There was a huge crowd. And the minister said, turn to your partner and repeat after me. And I jokingly, as an improv, turned to the guy standing next to me and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, hey, do you want to do this? I'm so eloquent. I'm just really, I'm <laughs> skilled at my verbiage. And I said, hey, you want to do this? And he said, yes. And so we exchanged the vows and we're kind of mumbling. We were a little bit shy because we didn't know each other. And, you know, what is this really? And then the minister said the last vow, and that was, I promise to support you to your highest potential. Mm, I and I thought that was so gorgeous. And I said, make sure you say that one out loud. And in that instant, as Eli tells it, he was like, oh, fuck, that's why I'm here. I'm here to get married. I didn't know that. And um, we have been together ever since. I started to leave because I'm like, haha, that was fun. See you later, guy, stranger. And he said, you know, there's cake. And I said, that's my favorite four-letter word. I will totally <laughs> say the cake. And, um, and we have been together ever since. And oh months went by and he was cleaning his office and he found the piece of paper where he had manifested oh me. Everything I mean, I from- want to cry. Okay. That's so I have beautiful. goosebumps. That's the most beautiful story I think I've ever heard. Right down to the cake. I mean, yeah, I love mm. cake too. I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, let the them cake. eat cake. Okay, that's what I say. They? I mean, they I did. <laughs> For you, love the, the last part of the story <laughs> is that morning, he knew that there was going to be a mass commitment ceremony. Obviously, he knew that pride was happening because it was yeah. a couple miles away. And he decided not to go. And he was going to stay home and do laundry. That's kind of interesting. Mm. And he heard a voice that said, you got to go. Mm. He's like, ah, no, I'm not going to go. I went yesterday. It's too far. You got to go. Get on your bike and go. And he listened to that voice. Yeah. And his show, Out of the Blue, was about listening to that voice that we all have, that intuition, and connecting to that and listening to it and following it. And that's how we met. Thanks for asking. I love that. Okay, that's just the... the, the I, mean, I thank that you for telling that story. That L-O-A is just amazing. And corked perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, just yeah. the sweetest story. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. Okay, so you guys have entered... Is it season two mm. of your podcast? Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. That's really exciting. And I think I heard you, Meredith, say... And I love this. You, you said... I'd like to monetize this. And yeah. I went, Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen, yes. Sister. Do you remember saying that? I don't remember what podcast Any you said day that. now, that would Any be fantastic. So if anybody's listening yes. to these two podcasts, yes. monetize us, please. Please I mean, support your local pay talent. Pay for our editors. I mean, whatever. Well, right. Yeah, just it's not a lot, just, but it just, just, every just little something. bit helps, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's so exactly. true. No, I mean, I guess you guys are week. You guys are weekly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're yeah. every other week, and yeah. you're right. There's a lot of work that goes it into is. it, but it's so amazing. You meet so many new people and get to look in their eyes and oh, it's say, "So amazing." You know. I'm so happy to have met you and you learn so many new things. So it's an exciting time. Yeah, for sure. And we really started, we start our original podcast. I mean, we, for the first probably year, we did not have guests. Yeah, we did. It was just Holly and I, solo episodes. Okay. So we try and sprinkle those in every once in a while because they are so, they're just different. And mm-hmm. the guests have been life-changing, truly mm-hmm. life-changing for for both of us. Those conversations have really hopefully enriched our listeners, but definitely have enriched Holly and I. And, and yeah, it's been a fantastic experience. So when you guys named your podcast, 
and really wrote out the mission of your podcast. Mm -hmm. And you guys said that it spoke to you and your husbands. Like what, why did it speak to you so greatly? What was that pull? Can you tell us a little bit about that story? You want to start, Josephs, because it, I, I feel like you you wrote it down at one point. Are you waiting for permission? You want to tell that story, and then we can go into how it resonated with both of us once we landed on it. Sure, thank you. So many years ago, when I first started writing, so maybe like twenty five years ago, I had noticed with some of my clients that we are generally waiting for permission. Like we're waiting for the right time. We're waiting for the we're waiting for somebody to say, yes, you can do this. And I just kind of thought that was a little bit bullshit. Mm. You know, like, why are we waiting? Like, we are on this planet for a split second. What are we waiting for? Are we waiting for, I know people that are waiting for their parents to die so they can go forth and lead their dreams or live their dreams. And to me, that mm. just sounds crazy. And so I kind of, symbolically wrote down, are you waiting for permission? And I put it in my back pocket and I said, I'm going to use this someday, either as a book title, that was my original idea, or something else. Little did I know that 25 years later, Grundy and I would be having conversations about what to name our podcast. And I believe that it resonated with Eli and Gary and other folks because it's kind of a universal theme mm -hmm. that shows up over and over again. What do you want to add, Meredith? Yeah, I feel me for myself. I, you know, the big shift for me was when my father passed away in 2011. And I grew up in a very, I would say, conservative family. It was a very like linear approach to how one goes about living their lives. Like you get married, you get the really good job, you save up, you save enough for retirement, you retire, you get the sailboat, and then you die, right? Like that was pretty much the approach to life. So when this title, when Joseph shared this title with me, I said, yeah, because I that is that linear life has been something I feel like I was fighting my whole entire life. Like this isn't this is not in my the fiber of my being. This is not me on a cellular level at all. But because I was raised that way, I was constantly kind of I was in judgment of myself. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decisions? Am I worth if am I worthwhile in this world? If I'm not attracted to the nine to five, am I how do I do all of this? How do I navigate who I am as a person? So I have very much lived my life, as you've heard, giving myself permission to take these these leaps of faith, if you will. Mm -hmm. I remember a, my roommate in college giving me a poster of a woman leaping from one cliff to another. And it said underneath leap of faith. And I always kept that with me and that image with me because I feel like life is too short. And my father left this planet without retiring and not getting the sailboat and we're meeting his granddaughter and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so I very much believe, yes, stop waiting for permission be present with those that are around you and that love you and follow those impulses and those voices that that sometimes we're so quick to to push away because it's not it's not in that what we think our life is supposed to look like path mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so much of 
that is modeled, you know, within yeah. your family of origin, within your culture, within your, you know, but all the way down to, to books and stories and, you know, it, it is, it's, it, it takes bravery and commitment to feel like it's something, it should be something different to, to kind of fight that norm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is a norm. And, and again, when your family is there, Joseph, did you have anything else you wanted to share on? Uh, with I the, did. And, yeah. and there's something that I think prevents a lot of us from giving ourselves permission. And it's this idea that we're going to make a mistake. So Meredith and I are really lucky that we've had a few years or more of improv training. And one of the guidelines in improv is there are no mistakes. Correct. Yeah. So when you take some of that and apply those improv concepts to life, like, so give yourself permission to start a podcast. Who cares if you fail? Like, what does that mean anyway? Right. So just take those chances and you're allowed to take the word mistake out of your vocabulary if that serves you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So t- can you talk a little bit about that law of improv? And and so if there are no mistakes, help us understand why there are no mistakes in improv and what you do with those things. And I don't know, Meredith, if you have thoughts on that, but I, I think for our listeners, that would be really helpful. I like to reframe the word mistake into gift because mm. every mistake has gifts. So mm if you say the wrong thing or you start a podcast and it fails, what were the gifts? What did you learn from that failure? That's going to move you forward to the next beautiful thing in your life or the next beautiful choice. And so that's how I, I frame mistakes in improv there in it's beautifully said by what Joseph shared is that there are no mistakes. It's about failure. It's about figuring out how to play together. And uh, yeah, Yeah, Joseph, do you have more to add to that? I don't know anyone who will or have had reached their deathbed and said, I wish I played it safer. Yeah. we That's not like a universal thing that I've ever heard of. Of course, there's a lot that I don't know about in life. But most of us have the the reverse, right? The opposite. I wish I had been braver. I wish I had been bolder. I wish I had given myself permission to make all kinds of crazy ass mistakes, right? So try that, listener. Just try that. I love that. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, from my perspective, uh, when you talk about that, it's like there's a fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. or a fear of failure. So it's like, and then there's cultural, you know, you're, you've got it. Mine was always like, you've got to go get a decent job and make money. Right. You know? And so, and you guys both, I think you guys both grew up as obviously very as creatives and I grew up like I'm a CPA. Okay. You know? And so (laughs) I'm right. Okay. And I, I'm a very different CPA, but you know, and then I became true. an executive and there was always, you're right about the giving permission. Cause I was like, ah, oh, I don't know that this resonates. This is, I always knew. So deep down, I always knew it didn't resonate with me, but I always thought, well, I have, this is the only way I'm going to make money. And so it's almost like there was fear there mm. underlying and maybe not giving myself permission to try something. And then it was like the ex-husband, you know, doesn't allow me to quit or, and is relying on my money or, you know, like it became 
a pool of excuses and fear. Mm. And so how do you give yourself permission when you're, ex- you know, what, what are the tools we can use to kind of uncork all, uncork it, Gina. Oh, okay, it. uncork. That was beautifully on brand. I, I mean, mean, and I just, that. I could have just slid that through and not said anything, so but I wanted good. to make just a pause. Uh, yes. To get <laughs> credit. I want to where credit was due. I, yes, <laughs> you should have asked for that. I, I'm <laughs> a very needy person this morning. Okay, I need credit. I know, it was But good. uncork, you know, yourself to, to the truth, you know, to the real truth, to be able to give you, permission. Do you have tools? Well, I, I, I would say, first of all, I feel like improv, if people who your listeners are, are right now, those of you who've never taken an improv class, if you can hop into one, I say, just do it because what's so beautiful about it is there's no real world consequences. You're given these really cool, fun games. You get to laugh and hopefully you have a good coach who's going to help you reflect back on what was that experience like for you? What did you notice? And so that brings me to, I love this Allen Ginsberg quote, which is notice what you notice. And I use it often because it's about turning inward and going, wow, what a, that thing just happened to me. And I'm feeling sweaty and a little bit short of breath and a little bit scared. What's that about? Okay, it was because I was out of my comfort zone. Okay, what would happen if I just took a little baby step and tried that again? Right. right? And so for me, it's about first turning inward, noticing these the, the the what arises, and then allowing yourself, giving yourself that permission to take another little baby step forward or trying it again. I feel like we get so it's all about the end goal so often that we forget that there's that journey in between right. and that that journey includes a lot of little steps. So if you're somebody who's like, I've always wanted to be a painter, you don't like you don't even need to go sign up for a class yet. You can just go to the drugstore and buy yourself a little palette of paints and sit at home and and experiment with what that feels like and what that looks like and what you learned from that. Get online. Or if you've ever wanted to write a musical, Holly, if yes. you've ever wanted to write a musical, Holly, right? you could just start with a piece of paper mm. and a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like it's a, great, giving great, yourself permission great, to Joseph. take baby steps. Thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. the prescription pad is very handy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Meredith. Mm-hmm. No, I think this is beautiful. And I'm excited to hear about this musical. What's no. happening? <laughs> She's writing a musical. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, and don't, don't you, did you direct, Meredith? Did you, do you also direct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also so. direct. I've, mm-hmm. I've I've been directing for several years, and uh, on and off, it's mm-hmm. one of my other passions. And I directed Eli, yeah, uh, Joseph's husband, most recently in his one man musical, mostly one man musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. So, I, so you asked about tools, and I mm-hmm. I didn't want to serve your listener with a couple of tools for this. So if I may. With law of attraction, it's, you know, where your attention goes, energy flows, right? So if your attention for some of us is on beating ourselves up and shaming ourselves and saying, I'm not worthy of writing a musical or being a painter or having a podcast, whatever it is, that's going to keep showing up in our life, right? Mm -hmm. And listener, the tool that I'm inviting in today for us and for you is giving attention to what serves you best. And that is probably not beating yourself up Mm -hmm. and shaming yourself. 
So I'm a big fan of acknowledging our gifts and acknowledging our strengths and building on that versus trying to build on lack or I'm not good enough or any of that bull. So yeah. that's a yeah. beautiful tool. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to where your attention's going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everyone. We're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber. Please head over to LOA Uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit. What is that, you might be asking yourself? Well, it's seriously very cool. It will give you your own badassery alias, your life superpower, your kryptonite, and those things about you that you should just own with swagger. And we're excited to give this to you. Head on over to LOA Uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit. Okay, so since we have you as captive audiences, (laughs) and Gina and I have had this on our list to do for a long Long time. time. First, it was a book, and then it became a pamphlet. Yeah, and then now it might be a flyer. I I think it's a flyer. flyer. It's a flyer. Yeah, like a little. (laughs) Yes, it could just be a text. Just flyer. It could just be a text. Yes, Joseph. That's brilliant. Yes, yeah. The book is a four-letter word we don't care for. It's a little intimidating and scary, so we. We, we thought, well, we'll just make it a flyer. It'll be a small book. And, and then we were like a pamphlet. A pamphlet. And, then, and then it was like, and then I'll, we'll get all excited. We'll go out for drinks. Oh, yeah. And we'll yeah. go out for drinks. The we'll planning sit. is oh, the no. best part we of it. We go to Soho Grand and yes. we go to the bar mm-hmm. in New York City. For some City. bubbly, right? Uh-huh. Get bubbly. some bubbly. Mm-hmm. And we feel cool because we're sitting in those teal chairs, you know, and they're velvet <laughs> or whatever, you know. And yep. we feel really cool. And I get we my phone out. We look super important. Oh, we do. Okay. So important. And we sit there and I'm like, I know. I've got it. It's all here. Let's just record it. And then mm-hmm. when we look at it later, we're like, that was... That was shit. Was okay, that? What was that? There you are we beating s- yourself up, right? That yeah. was shit. Okay. That's a form of beating yourself up, truly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. It is so true. You guys have both done creative projects. What advice mm. would you Great give us? Question. I know. Don't. I mean, we're going to be. Healed. I mean, you're getting all kinds Heal of credit. Us. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> what advice would yeah. you give people who? Here's the thing: is is I wouldn't. Uh, she was a was well. I think you're always a performer. Yeah. She's a performer. I mean, I did it maybe in high school, but I, I didn't do any of that. So I don't right. think of myself as a creative, even though I, I yeah. am. Oh, she and so, is. but I went for years not thinking I'm a creative. And so it, you know, how do you write that, you know, musical during a pandemic or how do you write your right. books? How do you right. write your play? How do you get that out for people who are not prescribed that way? They yeah. they grew up in a different, more linear way, like you were talking about. Yeah. How, how, what 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 would you tell us to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to help us. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> I, I will tell you. There's a there's first of all there's many different approaches to that process. I feel and there's not not no process is the right process, right way of doing it or the wrong way of doing it. And there are structures out there that you can find to get you started. The way I have always created work and how I encourage people who are maybe new to the creating work is to not discriminate against your ideas 
at the beginning is that to get all the ideas out there, whether that be you open up your Otter AI app on your phone and you just start talking and then you send the transcription to yourself and then you you look at it and you kind of go, oh, okay, this works. Oh God, I'm so glad I said this because that inspired this here. And I'm so, right? So it's really about getting all the ideas out because you don't know that bad idea actually might inspire the best idea. And uh, oftentimes we are, we, we cross out that bad idea from the get-go and then we're just doing our whole creative process a disservice. So that's my first uh, advice. And then you look at all of that in front of you and maybe you put it on note cards and, and spread them out all over your living room floor and drink your bubbly while doing so. And, and, then, and then start to brainstorm it with people. And the other thing I always say, or with someone that you trust mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're, or your creative partner, um, also in the very beginning, in the infant stages of that process, don't tell a lot of people. Yeah. No. I, I yeah. feel like like sometimes it's really hard in the creative process if you tell too much because their process may not be this similar to your process. And they people are brilliant at giving unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. So being really wary about where you're at, noticing where you're at, and what do you need? And being really clear about what you need from other people if you do go out and ask and, and share your idea. Mm-hmm. You can say, I'm sharing this with you because I'm really excited about it, but I don't want you to comment on it. Right. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Some boundaries. Yeah. I like that. Setting some yeah. boundaries, I feel, um, is super important. And know that it might take time. That sometimes one person's process might take them, like I know it took Eli a year and a half about to, to create his one-man musical. To some people, that might take 10 years. And that's okay. That's an okay place mm-hmm. to be. So Hamilton trusting the process. Manuel Miranda was a decade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wow. add to that. Thank you, Meredith. I want to add that pay attention. There's that word again to what stories we're telling ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not creative. I don't have a lot of time. That's a horrible four letter word. That's worse than book. Time is a terrible four letter yeah. word. No. Pay attention right. to what you're telling yourself. You know, my friends don't support me. I'm not very good at this. And when Meredith came to teach improv to my troupe, the improv people, one of the things that she taught us that resonated with me so much, thank you, Meredith, was the first five years are the hardest. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's true for most creative endeavors, mm-hmm. but I'm speaking about improv. But when we look at like writing a musical, and are we comparing that to Hamilton? And like, oh, I'm not going to be that good. I don't even know how to rhyme anything with the name Hamilton, right? So, but allow yourself, give yourself permission to suck really badly and bring some joy into it. I think that we approach our creative processes or our work or whatever it is that your listener is trying to achieve with a lot of seriousness. Right. And for me, seriousness attracts a lot of constriction in our bodies and in our spirit. And when we're having joy, I know you both are really into joy and the celebration of that. We allow ourselves to open up. I'm I'm spreading my arms from fingertip to fingertip right now. Like invite that in, have fun with it for God's sakes. Oh, beautiful. That's beautiful advice. So true. And, and, you know, I think the, the more uncomfortable you feel about the venture you're on, whether it's a creative or anything else, the more um, that narrative of constriction, focus, do it well, you know, pay attention, all of those things. Almost again, it's like it's a narrative that you have to really be mindful of and watch for because it it 
it just runs in the background. You don't even know it's there a lot of the time. And, and it will, um, will shut you down. I, I, I know this from uh, a little bit of experience in this area. It's been a big area of work for me over the last number of years is, um, lighten, lighten up. Don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's not important for it to be perfect. Just do your best, have fun. And that is plenty good enough. Um, and that is a really, uh, and I believe that creates a really engaging vibration. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, when we're having fun and we're happy and when we're like celebrating, like, oh my gosh, I just totally messed something up. Look at that. <laughs> and then that's going to attract all the right people into our universe. Oh, truly, so truly. True. I so love that. True. And I love you saying, just keep track of what you tell yourself and that you're right. It's that so four letter true. word is the worst word, the time, because I always think about, well, I don't have the time to make all those mistakes. I don't have the time for that. Like, you know, I've I'm already behind. I'm already behind. Mm -hmm. I oh, I've always I I was birth behind. I don't know that, how that <laughs> happened. I'm not sure. I may be the that only one. I may be the only one. Actually. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you know, but and so I've been telling that story for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm behind, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's nonsense. Yeah. And that creates the wrong vibration. You're right. It is constricting mm -hmm. um, when you think of it like that. I that's love that. So true. Such great advice. So can you talk a little bit about what your friendship partnership together has has meant beyond the podcast you know what it's great to be in the space with another fantastic partnership and friendship that you know with chemistry with chemistry that mm -hmm. feels similar to the, the beautiful opportunity that Holly and I have had and friendship that we've had for a long time so I'm just sort of I'd love to explore that if you would be willing to share a little bit about what you've learned from each other and about each other and from this relationship. <laughs> oh, can I just giggle my answer with that? Yeah. Okay? I love it. Yes. Um, yes. The first yes, thing that may. comes that to mind That says a lot, actually. Is, yeah. Oh, there's so many things that I've learned. I've learned a really emphatic hell yes from Meredith Grundy. That's mm -hmm. one of her favorite phrases. So I've learned that to, to really embody that and say yes to life. Oh, I've learned curiosity. And being curious about people and about events and about the world. Mm. And we do have a quite strong relationship outside of our podcast because we're also in a um, like a personal growth book club together. So we meet once a week with others all over the world oh, and read that. personal growth books. And then on Wednesdays, which is today that we're recording, Meredith teaches a large group of us um, confidently speaking. So she has a confidently speaking program, and I'm one of her students in that. And that's oh, been going on for over a year. We meet weekly on year. Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. That's wow. been beautiful. And then we had some rehearsals for a long time. So we're connected a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, our WhatsApp is consistently on fire, yeah. right? <laughs> Meredith, what would you say? Well, I, what I really appreciate about Joseph is he has the biggest heart of anyone that I know. And I love how he, he values, like he genuinely values joy and he mm -hmm. really values and, and also he reflects back. Like he, he walks his talk. Let me just say that. Like, mm -hmm. he's like rest. He rests. I'm going to go do my art. He goes and he does his art. He doesn't want to be on the Zoom call. He gets off the Zoom call. <laughs> like he, he, he really is like, mm. he takes care of himself in this really beautiful way that at first when we 
were first getting to know each other a little bit. Um, I remember, I think I was, cause I tend to, sometimes I could talk all day long. Like mm. if you let me, I could be like, yes, you're my best friend and I love you. Let's just stay on the Zoom call all day. <laughs> I understand I, that. Yeah. And I, yes. and I remember there was one time I was just talking yeah. and then all of a sudden he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't That's know that awesome. was an option. <laughs> I think I was like, That's oh one my of God, the tools he's so mad you, at me. Gina. You could just Thank you, Joseph. You I've learned permission. so much in this podcast today. <laughs> oh my God, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. So now so now I feel like his sister or something, because now when 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 Joseph is like, I'm done and he walks out of the room or or he, he makes it, I'm like, God, you go. You you're taking care of yourself and I fucking love you for it. I'll be right here when you come back. I'll be right here when you get back and I'll She'll still, still be talking. She'll still be talking when I come back on next Tuesday. She just is sitting there on the Zoom oh just waiting. Yeah. I That's love awesome. that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. You didn't know you had that option, right? I didn't Gina? think about it, but it's I, the same thing. We'll get on the phone I have and permission I'll be like, now. Mm-hmm. well, let me start in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And there has to be some drama uh, in the middle. There's a lot. And I go, I'm going to get there. It sounds like I'm not going to ever make my point. So like, here's what I do is I hide the points. Oh. And, and so you have to really search for them and you, you have to <laughs> hang on. At least she does like You're a more listeners of now. your podcast. Yeah. I would yeah. I would fail your your class, but every failure is good, okay? Yes, because yeah. I I, you know, sprinkle a little Easter it's eggs intentful. in the Her middle. Failure is intentful. Yes, it is, yes, yes. strategy. Yeah, it works. It works. So I've learned over the years to just be really patient and trust it will eventually all make sense, even though it makes no sense in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for Uh sure. For sure. So speaking of creative process, like what what creative ventures are you you currently working on? Any projects you'd like to share with our audience? Can you kind of talk a little bit about what you've got going on and cool stuff you're creating in the world? Yes, I'm well I'm I'm in that place of of um what I'm I'm gonna call it work life integration. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I've got I'm my, all about that actually. I let's not talk about balance. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, I yeah. I don't understand the word anymore. Yeah, like I yeah, I agree. I feel like this is my life, this is what I've chosen, and this is how I'm gonna integrate all those things and pieces and people right. and uh, so aside from my business and doing those things and which is creative for me and, and very much serves my heart and soul. I also, my creative endeavor, this is I've been working on a show for the past five years. It's had like a couple different incarnations, um, uh, in, in terms of how I've presented it as a story to audiences mm. called, it was a, called the father project. It's now called nothing further. And it's inspired by the death of my father who uh, he died unexpectedly. And then the, the death was somewhat mysterious. Uh, we had called mm-hmm. the police, there was an investigation. And then we found out he was living this kind of other like secret life. Mm-hmm. And so the show is based about that. And it, it is it, quite the process. And that is what I'm currently doing. And it's going to be I got a six month residency at this place called culture lab in long Island city. And the performance will be the first two weeks of July. And I am terrified. Oh my God. That is so exciting. I want to go. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm, it's a very unconventional presentation. It's a performance. I'm calling it a viewing. It's taking, it's a, in a Mm -hmm. gallery Mm -hmm. and I'm in an eight by 10 plexiglass room. Uh, 
And the audience is meant to be like the voyeur or the passerby. It's metaphorical for how I feel a lot of people live their lives where Mm. they're too afraid in a nuclear family to talk about what's real, what's going on, secrets, if you will, or shame, however you want to frame it. Wow. And the idea of it being in the plexiglass room is I was always curious about living and being raised in suburbia when people would leave their lights on at night and their curtains open and I would peek into their their rooms as I was strolling at night or whatever as a kid. And I'd be so curious about what was going on in that house. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where that came from and that image and just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a work. I call it a work in progress. I'm devising it. It's devised theater. So it's another way in where I'm creating moment from moment to moment. And then my director and I look at all of the moments that I've created and then we put it together in a narrative. Mm. And um, and there will be music there. There will be scored. My husband's a composer. I have a friend who's going to be playing the docent who will be a part of the experience, the audience experience. So she'll be their guide. Um, and then I don't ever leave the room. I will be performing for an entire hour within this closed space. And then we'll do another performance following after that one. Oh my gosh. There'll be projections and it'll be a multimedia experience. And it's oh, all inspired wow. by this. Oh my it God. Sounds... Aren't you glad you asked? Oh, I am. Isn't that amazing, that is incredible. So rates? incredible. Sounds incredible. I love the fact that you're rebranding it to the viewing. I mean, mm-hmm. and just really taking that that's that art into a completely different uh expression or or delivery method thank you yeah, my idea, the idea is that i want i'm gonna i'm presenting it in this way because i want audience members to be able to have their own experience with the material i want mm-hmm. them i want i don't want to give so much of the my narrative away to where they can't have their own experience or ask their own questions about right oh, what would it feel like if I actually shared this really hard thing with my parent or with a loved one? Right. What what kind of healing could happen if I was able to do that? Mm. So that's what I'm exploring in the material. And of course, it's an investigation, and the investigation, the mystery, yeah. and all that will right. be revealed throughout oh, it, it too. Mm. Mm. Sounds incredible. Inca- yeah, for yeah, and I would love sending to. you love, to love and blessings yeah. on, Congratulations. on all of it. Okay, Thank what you. a it's what a what deal. a beautiful, um, no doubt tribute for your father too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Joseph, what are you up to? Thank you. I am lucky to be getting on a plane in a couple hours and flying to Philadelphia and New York City to go see a rehearsal of Nothing Further. So I'm thrilled about that. Yay. We're going to go see the Whitney Biennial as well. Oh, I love and that. I'm running some retreats uh, here in San Miguel de Allende with my husband. We have SanMiguelRetreats.com. So we do healing retreats here and writers retreats and quit smoking retreats. And then this month, I don't know when the podcast is being released, but now that we're recording, it's May 2022, and my book, Rests, The Art of Doing Less, is coming out in just a few weeks. Mm. And that is a workbook looking at how we can begin to heal our addiction to busyness and how our overwhelm until now can become a status symbol. Oh, yeah, sure. You're absolutely And it's from the perspective of a recovering workaholic, which I am. Wow. So I'm excited about that and putting that forth into the world. And it's a workbook. 
I need that book. I need that book too. <laughs> we, you know, that's yeah. one of those things that keeps coming up for me. Yeah. I, I quit my corporate job and I was always, you know, if you're not charging hours and billing hours, you're not sure. valuable. Right. Yep. And so rest isn't valuable. In fact, I feel guilt guilt, which is a low level vibration. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been a big I'm, battle for you. It's yeah, been interesting I've been to reforming, watch. but mm-hmm. that's a really important mm-hmm. piece of work that you're doing. And there I are didn't some hear you, people- Gina. No, Holly's really, it's really been a big battle for Holly, oh. this transition period and, and kind of settling into a slower pace and, and knowing that's okay and actually mm. better than okay. It's, it's exactly what we should, she should have been doing a mm-hmm. much, 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 much right. earlier in life. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. Can't wait. Can't wait yeah, to read your time. book. Perfect so time. we will put all of your information in our show notes. Of course. And you can find them and their podcast and the book. And I mean, if you can get to the play, uh, we might. Let's go to New York. Road trip. Let's right? go to New York. So. Everybody exactly. come to New York. Yes, Absolutely. please. Oh my God, be I, I like to have excuses. I don't mm-hmm. need to ask for permission to go no, to New York. No, no, we, we do love oh, New York. I, I do have one more thing. Yes. Please. One more thing I'm working on. So we've mentioned Out of the Blue. I'm actually in that show in the third act. Meredith directed it. And mm-hmm. it's premiering in Hollywood, June 10th and 11th. So it's going to be at the Hollywood Fringe Festival at the oh, Zephyr shoot. Theater. We're just going to miss it. Oh, shoot. In okay, Hollywood. Cool. And, yeah. um, Hollywood. So I would be amiss if I didn't plug Eli's show. It's it's mm-hmm. amazing. And, uh, oh, absolutely. I love that. We're excited yeah. about that. Fantastic. Well, what a... Absolute delight this Absolute, conversation yeah. has been. And your podcast and each of you and what you're doing in the world and how you do it is just been so phenomenal to 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 witness today and share with our audience. So thank you so much for the time. Yes, oh thank my goodness, you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you. it was so and we're great. excited to have you on our podcast. We can't wait to come. Listen, we're coming. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna do a, a little bit of improv practice, so we are sharp. We're gonna be sharp and ready. Beautiful. We will yes and the heck out of it. <laughs> All right. Love it. Awesome. Right. Thank All you right. so much. Thank, we you, thank you, listeners. Thank you, thank Meredith. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation, and please visit us at our website www.loauncork.com. See you soon.